0: Let's do it. This
1: is the Deering Acting Studio Podcast where we discuss the connection between life and acting.
0: All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Deering Acting Studio Podcast. My name is Matthew Deering here with Brian Sweeney and Joey Sweeney. What's up, gentlemen?
2: Having a great day, my friend.
0: What a... Tell me about your morning, gentlemen. It was so great.
2: My morning was awesome, dude. Um, I had a great talk with you yesterday about just, just trying to get better uh, at switching my mindset. And so we're trying to... I'm trying to get up earlier. And it's super, super hard. It's been super, super hard for me. And you really helped me last night to figure out that, um, that I can do it if I find the right why. And so this morning... Um, the time that I picked was four and I was like terrified. that Four a.m. Yeah. Four in the morning. That's crazy. Um, which still is nowhere near your amazingness, but. um No,
0: it's not. Here's the thing. It's not about that, but here's right. the deal. Like that's it. That's a crazy number, especially for you knowing where you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So four o'clock. So, uh,
2: so four was the time I was going for and I woke up at, uh, and it was dark. And so when I was sleeping in before that, it was still dark and so I was, like, terrified. I was, like, no, I did it again. Like, I didn't make it. And then I looked at the clock, and it was 3.58. And I woke up before where's, the alarm. Where's the round of
0: applause, Joey? Come on.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's uh.
0: Yeah. So three fi- you wake up at 3.58, no alarm, on your own naturally. Mm-hmm. How'd that feel?
2: It felt amazing. Like, not- It was, like, this jolt of energy because I, I realized the power in it. I realized exactly what you were saying was so right i i, I just h- didn't have the right why like all of my whys were completely selfish and self-motivated and because of that i wasn't i wasn't able to do it and so like being able to wake up that it just felt so amazing because it was this thing that like it, uh, yes you can like all the lies you're telling yourself they're yeah,
0: bs stop lying well speaking of powerful because that's a powerful story we've got a powerful actress here in the studio Woo, today Baby Katsinas is back in town. So, um, baby's a longtime student and has ventured off to USC to fight on s- to train. Yes, yes. Uh, unless you're playing us, then we'll you know. We'll then don't fight it. on. But, but yeah. So so. <laughs> I mean, I had to do it because you
1: said they're playing us. You so. have to, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, so Bibi, tell us about college. I mean, you you ventured out. You're studying acting, yeah?
3: Yes, I am a theater BA, currently at USC. Um, Is yeah. that
0: that's like a bad A? Like you're like a theater? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. No. Just, um, oh, bachelor, got it.
3: Bachelor of Arts. Ah.
0: Uh, it was a little late. Little yeah, like you gotta that. get on that the was sound, was sound, okay. sound. Stay present, man. Keep your hands on the, on the buttons.
1: <laughs> I keep. I, I'm so scared to press the wrong button. That's- but be ready. You're not <laughs> yeah. ready. That's the problem.
0: Okay, we're gonna say funny things. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you gotta hit the bumch when it's time. And okay. the applause. And the Understood. Applause. <laughs> okay, here we go. Go Devils.
3: Um. Anyways. Um. No. I'm- <laughs> oh, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I- Did we
0: interrupt? Yeah. So you went off to college, you're studying acting um, at USC, fight on, go ahead.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I love being there, like it's, it really is my place. I will say, um, it's hard coming from a place like Deering and just, and transitioning and going to college classes and life in college because I found that I had a lot of momentum here and there's a lot of great intense high level training here and then you, you go and then like I went over there and I just found that like it's really hard to keep the drive and the intensity and especially in a in a BA program which is not um as structured as like say a bachelor of fine arts um Uh you really have to hold yourself accountable to um you know reaching your goals to to for me personally I had to hold myself accountable to um the same standard that I did here and that that you guys hold all of your studen- students to and each other and yourselves. Um, so I did struggle with that a lot during the transition. I remember calling Joey about it and being like, I feel like I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing here. Like um, I did have, I mean, I had a great semester. I love my classes. I ended up having a really great time, but it was just the tra- It made the transition really difficult. Um, so,
0: you know, let me give you some advice here. I think that going back to what Brian said to open up the podcast if you can figure out your why and and you attach it to not you. So, so literally BB Katzinas can come in and change the culture at USC. And I, mm-hmm. I know that's crazy to think, but you can. Yeah. So this is already a high level school. I mean, we're talking about USC, like they're known worldwide. I mean, and obviously it's a great school, but you can't help, but you are a freshman, right? You're not a yeah. senior there. You were a senior here. So there's going to be something different about that. So, you can go there and set a new example, set a work ethic, and it will be contagious. It will be, yeah. be contagious. Thank you, Joey. And <laughs> I, yeah. well, he hit his own there. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Well, so, you
1: know, you guys told me to. He be was more he was ready with it. the yeah. button. Right, that was yeah.
0: good. So, so the idea though is, um, and then and then as you're doing that, what's going to happen is the the other kids who share that same work ethic and drive will be attracted to you. Yeah. And that's what I said before you left, because mm-hmm. those are the kids you want to hang out with. Like the, the kids who have who share your drive who happen to be filmmakers, it's like those are the kids that are gonna be making movies. Yeah. And you want to be friends with those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. I like, I can already see how that how that has
3: happened. Like I I think of the people that I surround myself with and the people i I can tell that I will be lifelong friends with, and those are the people who wanna do the same things I wanna do. Not necessarily the exact same things, but wanna work as hard as I wanna work. Yeah. Like I have a friend who who I, I would definitely say she's one of those people and like we're writing a web series together next semester nice because I mean like those are the kind of stuff we want to do and why wait until we're you know out of school to do it
0: awesome so speaking of of you writing and doing some things you were involved in a in a class uh, podcast I heard about
3: I was yeah um so for my elective this semester I took a class called creating the Hit podcast um and it was taught by a USC alum who um owns a podcast production studio. So kind of the format of the class was like every week he would bring in a different guest speaker um, who talked about and answered questions about their role in the podcast industry. Cause that's a huge, I mean, we're doing one right now. Like it's a really (laughs) new, awesome medium with a lot of potential for it. It's Um, massive right now. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's growing exponentially and it's a really, really cool medium. Um, And so I've always been interested in like screenwriting and playwriting um, and for the final project for that class, is we had to create a podcast pilot. So I thought, okay, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to um, write like a pilot. What would be a pilot for a TV show, but for a podcast? So what would, so it would be called an audio drama. And those are yeah um, becoming mm. increasingly more popular right now. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Write so you a did pilot. that. Yes, I did.
0: And then did you? <laughs> thank you yeah. Did you? Um, <laughs> did you cast it and everything and have actors play the roles and
3: yeah yeah so there were four parts two boys two girls um I cast myself because because <laughs> <I>, <laughs> naturally because I mean, ulti- you fit the role perfectly <laughs> well ultimately I want to be an artist who can like create my own content absolutely and, and why wait for someone to cast you in something when you can write your own project and cast yourself uh, at, yeah um hack but yeah so I cast <laughs> myself um one of my friends who's well, they're actually all theater BAs, so I met them all in my acting class, yeah. and we've become friends. They're the types of friends, like you were saying, who have that drive that I really admire. Um, and we work really well together, and it was just it and was so did fun. you guys
0: rehearse and everything? And like,
3: yeah, 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 I sent them. Did you so, direct
0: it a little bit before you guys went up?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of conversations about like the characters, and and I also wanted to make sure. I mean, this is the first thing I've ever directed, but that because me as an actor, whenever I'm directed, I want the director to leave space for my own artistry Mm -hmm. and for my interpretation of the character and I think it's interesting to get that perspective of writing and directing something because I it's like I feel an ownership over the characters Mm. but I have to also I have to feel that but also understand that an actor wants to have room for their own interpretation of that character and wants (laughs) space to to create that character instead of feeling like it has to be my version of that character, yeah. Um, so that was a cool perspective to have, um, and allowed me to be really sensitive about the different types of artistry, like writing and directing and acting. Um,
0: so, so this this concept you're talking about falls into one of my pillars of belief for life. It's in it's in the next book that I'm writing, which is this concept of I don't know. Mm. So I think you're saying one thing, but really at the end of the day. Um, you, you might even mean something slightly different because what I think is it's it's less powerful to be the actor who wants to give their interpretation. Like I want my interpretation in the character. That's a selfish motive. But if a director says like I'm going to leave room, not for you to put your interpretation on my thing, that's all you and my, but if the director says here's my understanding of this thing, I believe you as an actor and me as a director collaboratively together could possibly come up with something better, probably could come up with something better than whatever my idea is. And so because I'm open to that, you then can explore and then together we can find this thing that didn't exist before the two of us came together.
3: Totally. That's exactly how I felt. You just put it in a better way. Yeah. It's
1: just like Masterclass when you tell people that they have to respect the playwright's writing. You know they have to go in and find, like you said, their interpretation based on what the playwright wrote, and do justice for that play.
0: Yeah, yeah. There are there are facts that are indisputable, right? So I mean, you wrote mm-hmm. you wrote it, and you know the point of view, you know the story you're gonna try to get across. But as long as we tell that story, there could be a a better, more creative way to go about it. As a matter of fact, potentially for other actors could bring your script to life better than the four of you did that one time. Yeah, right? exactly. And then it could be done again and be just as interesting, just different, depending on whoever was, whoever was acting in the piece.
2: Yeah. And I think it comes from kind of what you said a, a little back there about the idea of we versus me. You know, when you start doing it all together as a team and starting to figure it out and figure out the people you're working with and change the vocabulary – that's it changes everything like then it's then it's us all in this together and it also came from you like you said working with other people that you know are also hard workers and passionate and that comes from from networking with those kind of people and being around those kind of people and then you guys create that stuff together so that's just so cool like that idea of when you start to take that on then and then other people want to help you more like you call this like being somebody's hero Mm -hmm. and i just i love that like you allow other people to be your hero And then you get to be their hero when you need to and and it just you you do better for someone when you get excited about doing that versus them telling you to do it.
0: Yeah, if my intention is to help. Mm -hmm. It's not my intention is not to like like to put my stamp on it, you know, (laughs) but my intention is to say, Hey, I wonder if this could possibly be better and while I'm saying it, be willing to immediately acknowledge that I could be wrong. Like mm-hmm. my idea could be totally stupid and it could be really way off and it could totally <laughs> stink, but I need the creative freedom to try it and to fail and to have, have us all acknowledge that it was a terrible idea rather than keep it locked up inside. Cause mm-hmm. I need to explore that bad idea to make sure it was bad.
3: Exactly. Well, and that was the whole point of writing. It was, I had never written a full script, like a script of that volume before. So the idea was I gave him the script and I said, okay, okay. Here are the lines. I don't know if they're the best way to say these things, but this is what I'm communicating. Tell me if you think there's a better way to do it. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So uh, Joey brought up master class. I remember Bebe, uh when she first came into master class. This is an interesting <laughs> story. So um, I'll wait. Okay, good. And so <laughs> so basically you were in high school.
3: Yes. I, I think I was a junior. A junior in
0: high school. How old were you? 15?
3: Uh, 16 or 17.
0: Okay. So let's just say 16 and you would have been at the time the youngest person ever admitted into the masterclass. I don't know if you know that or not, but that that that. would have been the case. And you, you had mentioned an interest in it and I was a little worried because, you know, in the masterclass we do pretty heavy, intense work. I mean, it is. We we work on scenes from Pulitzer Prize winning and Tony Award winning plays. But sensitive material. Sensitive material. <laughs> and the and the truth is, you know, my belief is, and you know, it's right there in the lighthouse mission is that you have to go into the dark in order to bring out the light. So I'm not afraid to go into the dark. You know, I, I don't believe mm-hmm. that that makes us bad. I think it may. I think it's humanity. You know, we all have that inside of us. So to deal with it is important, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway. I mentioned this and she's only sixteen and so I said, Hey well, you gotta bring in your mom and the two of you <laughs> need to sit in class and and then you know, and then we'll decide if, if it's right for you or not. So can you share your experience of when you first came in to the master class with your mom and like what you guys were thinking and talking about and maybe even like on the way in versus the way out?
3: Yeah, well I remember So I walked in with her. I'm in like my school uniform. And and at the time, the format it was in, it was like on Wednesdays for two and a half hours. Um, And so each person would put up like 15 minutes of a scene or you'd work on a scene for 15 minutes. Um, And I kind of didn't know what to expect. I know you had like braced us a little bit. um, But I remember the scenes. There's a lot of cursing. I think two of the female actors ended up kissing in one of them or it was like a post. Oh, oh was that one. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was like, a, yeah. And, and so <laughs> just, there was a, a lot happened and <laughs> I, 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 after talking to everyone in the uh, class later, once I had been in the master class, they all thought, oh, there's no way she's going to take this. Like her mom is here. <laughs> the, the one day that she comes, like we blew it. She's not going to, she's not going to take the class. And I remember walking out and, and I felt, like, before I had said anything to my mom, I was like, I have to take this class. Like, I mean, it gave me chills why, watching the Why do you think that was? I think I had never seen anything like it. It's like I, I saw you guys catch lightning in a bottle. Like, there was, like, this is so, like, corny, but there was, like, magic that happened on the stage. And I think it was, like, it was one of the first times I had seen, like, such truthful acting in person. That's, yeah, was, what, that's yeah. what happened
0: to me when I sat through Larry Moss's class the mm-hmm. first time. Because in my mind, when I first started, I was like, I like film. I don't like theater. That's what I would say. But the reason was because I had never seen good theater. I had mm. seen good movies. I had seen great actors do great movies. And I'm like, I want to do that. I had never seen great theater. I'd only seen, you know, community theater or school theater and, and it's fine, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't life altering or anything. And I sat through Larry Moss's class and I was like, Oh, I had no idea what acting was. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I love theater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but really I just love acting. I mean, that's the point. I just love bringing truth. And I, and I, I, I saw it and I go, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like that's what happened to me.
3: Yeah. I, I think the other thing was like you said, I, all the theater that I had done was youth theater and school productions and so uh, the acting that I knew was very presentational and it was you are playing a character like you're essentially an archetype I did musicals like that's the theater that I knew Mm -hmm. and then I stepped into class and I saw like truth on the stage and I was like acting is so much more than what I ever thought it was and I was like I have to have that I have to learn that I have to do that
2: well, good for you right away for clinging to that and and jumping on that instead, like because that that can be a scary thing also, you know you you've oh, got terrifying. this comfortable that you've been in forever, and you look at that and and you see something great and you're like, uh, no, I'm just gonna stick with this. You <laughs> know? Well, that,
0: I, I call it, you know, when you're exposed to truth, you you either want it or you pretend like you didn't see it mm. because once you see it and you know it to be true, you are then from from forevermore held accountable to that. So it's like now you know what it looks like, you know what it should look like, or if you've if you've been through it, which you have, you know what it should feel like and anything less than that is not okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you so so you walk out, right, and you were thinking to yourself, oh, yeah. I'm I, like I gotta do this, but you hadn't talked to mom yet.
3: Yeah, so I, I was hesitant I was were mehousing. you worried about mom a little bit <laughs> I mean I I didn't know what she was gonna say and then we both walked out and we look at each other she looks at me and she goes you have to take that class <laughs> and I was like I am my mother's daughter <laughs> <laughs> what's so yeah. funny
0: is um you're you're both like really sweet people and and you and you look super nice like if I if if, if we're not watching this on video right now if, if you happen to be just listening um Bb be one of these characters that you would you would see in the beginning of the movie that she looks like a librarian or something. Right. And <laughs> then and then a, and then afterward, you know, she can turn into this like ferocious woman. But she you know, you're, you're unassuming your mom is, too. Yeah. So to walk out and just and now that I know your mom a little more from, you know, doing the plays here and whatnot. I mean, she's she's ferocious, too. But mm-hmm. but you don't you don't expect it, you know, yeah. which is so cool. So, all right. So you guys said you had to do this class and then, and then you did, and you got to be a part of the evolution of, of masterclass here.
3: Yeah. I've been lucky to be a part of its journey. Um, so yeah, when it transitioned, it was the class that weekly and became monthly. And, and when it became monthly, you had the four day intensive, um, you know, where we got on stage for an hour and got to prepare this 15 minute scene. I mean, that was like life altering. So, like. so
0: what's interesting is, is, you know, I look back and I, and I tell people, you know, they didn't know what they had in the weekly class, you know, like yeah. they, they had, they had no idea like, Hey, how lucky we are to have this. And then all of a sudden it went away and it's now, you know, monthly. But the reason, cause it, that actually created more work for me, not less like weight. Really? Yeah. Cause I had to prepare for every scene and, and, and now if you think about it, I'm going eight hours straight, four days in a row. I mean it's a tremendous amount of effort to put up that class. We lose money on it. So it, mm-hmm. it's not something I do. It wasn't it wasn't a move that was selfish. It was a move that said this is going to attract the better actors and it's going to pull the best out of people. It's harder. Therefore I want to do it. And and that's what happened. And so then all of a sudden that same great experience you were feeling weekly it just got intensified on the weekends because mm-hmm. now like it, it's all working up to this one big thing and you know you either sink or swim which puts a whole new level of pressure on on everybody I mean on me too and so you have to be better and you rise to the occasion and that's why we made the switch
3: exactly because when you have the 10 minutes in the two and a half hour class it's like you can you can of kind of fake it till you make it potentially um, but like you said, with the four day intensive, like you got to hold yourself responsible or you will, I mean, I mean, you, hold well, yourself well, responsible well, well you weekly gotta... I would
0: hold you accountable, but the, yeah. but the issue is you'd always know I always have next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if Matt comes down on me, it's like, okay, cool. Like whatever. But you didn't, you didn't like invest in a weekend, you know, now, and, yeah. and now it's semi annual, um, for, for the same reason, which we're looking to attract national people like Mm that. Some of the, some of the actors who are taking our courses online are from around the nation and we want to attract them to come in, fly in for the weekend and take this intensive and and experience what it is to live in that magical bubble for four days, get inspired and, and then take that with them back to wherever they live. I mean, that's, that's the next goal. So again, it's, it's always, it's like a very unselfish way to say, how can we raise the stakes here? Because if we can create this false pressure that's really intense, uh, it's better for everybody because then if you it's like if you can survive master class, you can survive <laughs> any audition in the world oh, without yeah. fear, you know? yeah, exactly. So going
2: into that that bubble of of the master class and what it is, would you mind sharing like I know for me, it's it is absolutely magical. And transformative is a word that I would use that it's been for me. Mm-hmm. Is I, there's just so many life application lessons that uh, that the stage taught me. Uh, what what's one or, or, or an instance that like on stage that you really remember that that you took out of that and is just like changed you. Ooh. I know I, that's like a big one. How but do I, I just pick like, just one? Big um, <laughs> question. big question
1: there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: is. It is.
3: Yeah. Well, one that that sticks out that. Might not, like, if you guys were to pick a moment where, like, there was a change in me, like, you probably wouldn't think of this one, but when I was doing, um, the scene with Saya, um...
1: Interrogation? Is that what it was? No,
3: no, no, that was, that was a different one. This one was from the movie with Jodie Foster. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I was the lawyer, and she was the, um, she was my client, the rape victim, and there was a moment in the scene where, so she breaks down crying, and then eventually by the end of the scene... I'm supposed to cry, and that had never happened in rehearsal. And I've been emotional on stage; I've never had an issue with that. But often that's because my character's crying at the beginning, or or the emotion is already there. So I, so in preparation for masterclass, I can be in the other room prepping, and I can put myself in that frame of mind, and then I go on stage, and it happens. But but this, it's like my character had to have an arc throughout the scene, and I was always really terrified of th- that the arc wouldn't happen. And throughout a lot of my scenes, I do all the, I do so much preparation and so much work, but I have trouble trusting it because Matt, you always say like, you got to do the work and then you got to leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you've done it right, it'll serve you and it'll pay off. But so I remember being on stage um, and the scene was going well, we, we had been coached through it and, and we were in the moment and, and I felt it, you know, you feel the, you feel the masterclass magic and then, and then. The tears just came at the right moment because I just trusted them, but they well, had never and, happened and, before. And,
0: and you know why too is because it, it was real. Yeah. You mm-hmm. believed with your whole heart that what was happening was really happening. And because you're a human being, you experienced the world through that character's eyes and experienced truth. And she would feel in that moment. And so therefore it just, it just happens. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to prepare it. You don't have to have some sort of a substitution exercise. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it just works. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Very cool. I mean, I mean, I remember, uh, um, I think there was a scene where you and Joey kissed actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that was my first masterclass. And
0: your first kiss, I believe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> On stage.
0: Oh, there was a kiss before that offstage? There was. Really? Yes. Okay, we gotta yeah. hear about that. Where's this? the button yeah. that goes?
1: Whoa! <laughs> Where's that one? I don't think there is one. There's a hard
2: one
0: of those. That Oh, there's that, that. one.
1: Yeah, there's no.
0: Okay, so anyway. So tell us about your first offstage kiss, Joey.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> I, don't I don't know. All right, all right, so, no. so this is your first on on-stage kiss.
1: Yeah and, yeah, and it was like so friggin' intense because it was you, you my don't have, first you don't have
0: to avoid eye contact with BB while we talk. <laughs> yeah, you can you can <laughs> was, look at her. It's it was okay. my first
1: month in master <laughs> He's over class. Here. So <laughs> I looked over anyway. <laughs> it was my first month in master class. So I had seen it in July and that was the first time I saw it. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, I want to do this, like put me in it." And then I remember I was like I got put in in August, right? And I got the email and <laughs> for the longest time <laughs> I was replying to the emails and it was always this ongoing joke that like so many people would see the emails and not reply. Uh And Shay would laugh because I was working here interning and I would still reply to all the emails (laughs) because because it was so cool for me to be in the class. Yeah. And so I got this scene and I read it that night and then I was like I was like which scene is it because it said scene one. And scene one, like, had nothing to do with the scene that we did. Like, it was a totally different scene. Mm-hmm. And so I started memorizing that. And then uh, two days later, or a day later, you were like, no, no, it's this scene. So then I was, like, flopping through it. And then I was like, wait a minute. I I don't have to do this, right? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you were like, "You're like no, you do. And I was like, uh, excuse me? Can we? And then we took a walk. Yeah. And had to talk about it for, like, 40 minutes because i was like i i don't want to do this like that is that does not sound fun to me so
0: ouch it was it was Ow. interesting well at
1: that point i didn't even know
2: before.
0: no i know we had yeah, no know. you were just you were just afraid of it that's all it yeah, yeah. Totally. And that
2: that's a very typical response to those kind of scenes too like someone gets that and you you first thing they're like is like oh
1: it's like, <laughs> like a gut check.
0: Well, and here's the deal: there, there's a time and a place, and depending on where you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So, so my my answer to this question is always: what's your why? Mm. And if, if you're if you don't want to do the kiss <laughs> in the scene, in, in my opinion, because you have a, a moral issue with it, because like like for me, like if I'm married, I I won't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. But if you're just doing, if you just won't do it <laughs> because you're afraid of it, <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, we got we got to walk into the fear. Yeah, and, and that, so because it, it's always about the why for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was like, nope, you got to do it, right? As long yeah. as BB was okay with it. Now, was this your first stage kiss too?
3: No, it was not. You've had many. So many. <laughs> I can tell by those eyes.
0: She's like, hmm. No, no, so no, no. so was, it, was it awkward though, BB? Oh, it was so awkward. Well, I, Oh, really, BB? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I do a really good uh, Joey impression. <laughs> no, um, it was awkward because it took like, 10 minutes of you coaching Joey (laughs) because it it wasn't, it didn't just happen. You were like, okay, Joey. And like, like in class, right? Yeah. Like in front front of of everybody. You like hyped it up. Like I I remember, (laughs) I remember it was about to happen. This was like the second or the, the, the last day of masterclass, like, joey had tears streaming down his face like it was the emotional peak of the scene and we looked at each other and it was about to happen and like you joey (laughs) like
2: (laughs) he blew it i was
3: like no joey you blew it you had to kiss her yeah and then so you made him go back and do it
0: thank thank you for teaching us bb just over to, and over again, and, oh, and, and your dad was in the room too. That was I was about to say. Ah.
2: That was the one time our dad was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come watch what you do here." Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> one, the
1: one
0: time. Yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> so amazing. All right, I will, baby. So. I
1: will say I'll never forget that class because that was crazy.
0: Well, you know what? And and here's the thing. You know, I always say, the you don't pick the scene; the scene picks you you know mm-hmm, and i and i believe i believe in the spirit and i i believe that there's something there's something that happens here and so interestingly if people fly in for this class it was meant to be if they don't it wasn't if there's mm-hmm. four people or 12 people or 18 people whatever it is that ends up being in the course that's what was supposed to happen and then those people magically come together and then it's my job just to listen and figure out okay why were these people placed in front of me yeah how do we assemble them and and what is it that 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 y- you have for them to learn and h- and how can i help serve that right so here in this case it wasn't it wasn't an accident that that she happened to come in and then didn't have a partner and you guys were similar age and then it was your first one and it was like all these things that come all together at the same time and you were supposed to learn that life lesson right then you weren't ready for more mm-hmm. but that one needed to be learned and also how to move <laughs> that was a big one right so, Bibi, uh, we're at the end of our podcast here. Let me let me uh, leave you with this. Do you have any Do you have any questions?
3: I do. I had this kind of go back goes back to what we were um, talking about at the beginning of the podcast, and uh, and I was just wondering, what are your tips and advice for um, taking control? I mean, and this doesn't have to apply to college, but just how how do actors, when so much is left out of their control, how do they take control of their artistry? Does can, that, does yeah. That can you
0: further define the question? I guess. So, so g- give me, give me an example of that, like what's out of your control and then.
3: So what's out of control, like some of what happens with casting and, and, and does your agent submit you and, and, and there's, there's decisions left in the hands of other people mm-hmm. like directors, like casting directors, like agents, like managers, like other people in the business, their decisions put into their hands and then yeah, there are decisions that actors don't have control over. So what, what we do have control over. How can you? I'm losing my train of thought. Well, I can and help it, you. I, yeah. I know where you're at now. Yeah. So
0: it, it, here's the only thing, discipline. That's it. You you have one responsibility, and that is to get better today. So we talked about this on our on our Deering story when you did one of those, which was you know when you didn't get into that one school and you were sad about it. My response was, cool, get your butt back in class. <laughs> like, I didn't want you to get to have a night off. You don't get a night off. Because if you'd have made it in, you'd have been in class, right? So my thought is, if you release the results, release that. You only deal with what you what you have control over, which is you, which is your work ethic, which is how good you are becoming, and never think you're good. And it, so so my deal is, the, the way I... Put, put out the effort as I, I prepare for a role and this is all in acting is my day job by the way which everybody should buy and you know
1: 17 dollars on Amazon
0: um, but, but the idea is I, I'm going to prepare for a role in such a way that it is my best of where I am right now I'm going to and that's all I can hold myself accountable for and if it's not my best even if I get the role I should be unhappy with my preparation because I know I didn't bring my best. Just because I beat everybody else, who cares? Like I, I know I didn't bring my best. That's all I hold myself accountable for. So by doing that, and that's the only thing I focus on, the second I'm done with the audition, I literally forget about the role because I don't care about the role. I just care about the preparation for the role. Therefore, when I get the gig and I get the call from the agent or whatever happens that, that is out of my control, I, I kid you not, I literally say, if the agent says, hey, you landed the gig, I go, which one? Because I, I, I've, I've chosen to forget. It's, it's something <laughs> that I actually chose. So even if there's only one thing I've auditioned for, I don't really remember what it was. And then, and then she'll be like, oh, it was this. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And then I'll look up how much I'm getting paid, and all of a sudden I'm curious about that. But if you focus on it the other way around... If you, if you start to go, oh, how much would I get paid? And if I got paid that, what would this do? And then what apartment could I buy? And then this and that. Then you put all this like huge amount of pressure on yourself. And at the end of the day, like you said, there are so many things that are out of your control. But I mean, look at you. I mean, you're going to write a web series. You're doing your own podcast. I mean, you focus on the things that you, you do have control over. And before you know it, I mean, y- you, you just raise your value. And I believe people get paid what they're worth. So if you're, if you're getting paid a certain amount, that means you need to work on you. It's, it, everything that's out of your control is out of your control, but you work on you and, and raise your own floor. And as you do that, you can change your expectations and people will, they will pay you more. I mean, the world will adjust.
3: Thank you. That was a great answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bibi, we are so happy to have you back. I mean, what a blessing it is for us to have such talent have come through here. What, what, how old were you when you first came?
3: Oh my gosh. I think like 11 or 12.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you now? 18? 19. 19 years yeah. old. Amazing. She, we watched her grow up here and, and wow, did she grow up. You're mm-hmm. you're an amazing human being and we are so fortunate to have you. And thank you for visiting us here. Thank on, you for having me. On your break. Uh, that is our podcast today, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Masterclass very soon. Have a deering day, everybody. Woo.